Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips and stories and tricks and things about not only being married, but owning a business together. Yeah, and we have lots of friends who have been coming on and talking to us too. It's been great. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear this week's uh, episode. It was actually a really good time. But before we start that, Allison, how are you doing this week? We're doing pretty good. We are headed back to school this week. Our youngest son has been in school five days a week through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, this school year. But our older son, who's in third grade, is, they're bringing his class back four days a week. Yeah. So um, they're utilizing a secondary classroom so they can spread the kids out. And so we're looking forward to on Thursday being back in school on Thursday and Friday. It's, uh, it's going to be different. I'm like happy about it and kind of in the same sense a little like you know uneasy nervous anxious as the control freak that i am i am anxious about it but our school has done a really good job they the third graders live streamed their classes every day so if they were in the home working from home they were live streamed in with the kids that were there anyway so it's kind of they really haven't missed a beat our school did a has done a really good job so um our oldest is just happy to get a chance to see his friends even though they're not getting to play with each other right now they're still broken up into a group and b group but they're all in the same building at least yeah we see how it goes at least it's another step back to normalcy so it's that's it's kind of nice to have this week, Allison, we have Sarah and BJ Pote from Etop Technology. They're out in Redlands, California, and they're um, a, they serve small businesses, small medium businesses out in California in the inland area, um, specializing in you know IT managed services, cloud based services, just basic infor- information technology support. Yeah, uh, BJ said that they're help desk to CIO needs, so they do yeah. the gamut. Yeah, and so. We had a really nice time talking to them. They were like our long-lost best friends. Yeah, they definitely were. Well, listen, here, take a listen to this interview that we have with BJ and Sarah from Etop Technology. We're so excited to have Sarah and BJ Pote from Etop Technologies out in California. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Sarah, tell us a little bit about how you guys met. So we have known each other forever. Like we uh, met at some point in high school. Neither one of us can remember the exact moment that we met. Uh, We lived an hour, hour and a half apart. And so our youth groups through our churches would get together and do stuff uh, intermittently. And so we met through that, but there's not like one defining moment of, of where we met that either one of us can remember anyways. That's so cool. So how did you guys come to start a business together? Uh, Well, there's a big jump between that and then, um, and how we started a business or how we met and how we started a business together. But uh, we knew each other through high school. I left the area and uh, went to college when I moved back to the area. Had a lot of family here. Didn't necessarily want to settle in Southern California. Uh, but when I moved back to the area, I was going to work for a year or so and then, you know, be close to family and then go somewhere. Um, and bumped into BJ again. And I was like, oh, that cute little boy has grown up. 
Um, <laughs> and so we ended up uh, dating and getting married. We got married in 2011. And then in 2012, we were like, hey, let's start a business. That'll be fun. Um, little did we know how much work it is, um, but we had the enthusiasm of youth. And so we started a business together. Um, and it came about um, because BJ had been doing a lot of subcontractor work uh, in the surrounding area. We're about an hour east of LA. And um, so subcontracting out in LA for a nationwide company, and that company gave him a heads up that they were purchasing other companies in this area. And so in the next few months wouldn't need his services, uh, or at least to a lot lesser scale. And so we just kind of rallied and said, well, you know, what, what can you do? You've been doing this for a long time. Where are we going to go now? And uh, decided to, we're in IT services. And so decided rather than doing subcontract work that we would start our own. Uh, I have a degree as a nurse uh, and was working as a nurse at the time um, and actually worked as a nurse up until last year uh, concurrently with the business that we're running, but between wow. business and babies and all that kind of stuff, like it just got to be too much. So I finally gave that up last year, but um it that's how it started and you know you start with these great uh dreams and plans like okay this year we're going to hit half a million and next year we're going to hit a million and then the year after that we're going to hit five and we're like it'd be amazing you know this kind of thing like you have no idea when you start a business um the work that it takes uh, and you know all of the nuances that there is bj what do you think has been the best part of sarah coming into the business full-time and kind of shedding the nurse role as well Oh goodness! Um, I think I, don't, I think the actual like overall work. I, th I think being able to focus has been amazing. I mean, Sarah's an incredible partner on multiple fronts, but the the, the, the less division of focus. I mean, between being I mean being a mommy is a ton of work. Like I can't even imagine. Like I'm there for half a day, and I I'm just like let me go, please. But just having the ability to focus on it a little bit more. I think one of the benefits of having Sarah having had been a nurse uh, is that it was a fairly like compartmentalized jobs. So it wasn't like, you know, you could go work for a day and then you pretty much just left it at the office. Whereas with what we do here, like it's a all encompassing, always thinking about it, always talking about it. Honestly, in that, from that sense, I don't know if that much changed other than just like, there's just a little bit less split focus. So, um, and it was also a really big win because when we first started, you know, we lived mostly on just her income and now we're able to live completely, you know, we've, we've been about two years completely living off of ETOP, uh, which is, pretty incredible just all the things we'd work for it happened it was like oh wow that's really cool yeah and it's it's interesting because you know and having little kids and we and we experienced that too we ran our business for years before we had our first children and when you have kids it starts to change your sort of view of your business and your home life balance how you know you guys have younger little kids how has it been the last couple of years now that you have kids Sarah trying to balance work life and 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 home life you know it's just it feels kind of ridiculous sometimes. Uh, we had our first kid in 2017. So we too waited a few years uh, to get the business established. We traveled, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, and then when we had our daughter, it was, I would bring her into the office with us up until she got too noisy mm -hmm. uh, because we were a little bit less structured than each year that goes by. We add a little bit more structure, a little bit more standardization, that kind of thing. And so as our, as our kids have grown, so has the business. Um, and so at first I would just, you know, load her up, bring her into the office and, and stick her in the back room. She'd take a nap and, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, and I wouldn't do eight hour days, but if I needed to, then 
then I would work from home. I'd come into the office. There's a lot more flexibility. Uh, and then she started getting too noisy and, you know, crawling around and stuff. And it, it wasn't quite as constructive. You can't run a help desk with a baby screeching in the background. And so, you know, establishing what kind of childcare you want and trying to balance that with like what's going home on at home or the baby's okay there at the same time as I'm focusing on the business finance and trajectories and budgets and, you know, all of those kinds of things. I, it's a lot to balance. It's a lot to um, split your mind around because when I'm at the business, I try and be focused on what I'm doing here so that when I'm home, I can be a mommy. And unfortunately, it's not that cut and dry. Like there's no, there's no way to just turn it off and turn it on. Um, and trying to work from home, and you know, especially in this last year with the pandemic, I, like trying to do any kind of remote work with a, a toddler who's very active and very engaged, very extroverted, trapped at home in a pandemic. <laughs> and you know, there's those challenges. And then we had our son last year in May. Um, and so it's just challenging. It, there's a lot of balance uh, that we try to achieve. It's, you know, ever elusive, but thankfully I have really good support from BJ um, and he is able to jump in and, and help out. Um, he's not afraid of, you know, cooking and cleaning as well. Uh, sometimes I'll text him and be like, on your way home, just grab some Panera because, you know, today just didn't go as planned. So help me out, please. And, you know, you have to, you have to be forgiving. You can't be all things to all people. And, and I am that personality, like, this is what I expect of myself. This is what I need, you know, and this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And I've got my to-do lists and all this kind of stuff. And when you run a business, you have that to some extent. And when you have children, it doesn't work quite as well. And then you combine business and children and you do your best. Yeah, I think that was for me was one of our biggest challenges is like, I did the same thing. Like they came to the office, we had swings and toys and all those things until it got to the point where they couldn't do that. And then like, it was so then we had like one day a week, Craig stayed home and so that I could like focus on work that day. And it was definitely a challenge trying to balance those things. And then we got to the point where daycare is really expensive. And you have to balance like, can I make the cost of my, if I send them today, can I make the cost of daycare plus me being at the office? So we ended up doing three days a week. So I was in the office three days a week and then worked from home the other two. And it, it was, it was, it's a hard transition to, because you have to justify all, all of the costs all the way around. So yeah, the really mental load of that. Is. Yeah. It's intense. So how do you guys divide your roles in the company? Do you do everything together or is one of you in charge of one aspect of the company and the other one in charge of another aspect? How do you guys manage that? I'd, I'd say it's relatively divided. Like obviously a lot, I mean, most things are still done as, as a couple or like as partners, like I'll say most just bigger decisions, but we're starting to have enough kind of trust in each other that some things we're just able to go say, yes, okay, go. We're good on that. It's like, I'm primarily like sales and like technical operations and Sarah's mm -hmm. primarily like finance administration and keeping us on the legal straight and narrow and making sure there's money in the bank. So she totally uh, gets, wants and owns that role and uh i struggle to do the other part so she makes it look easy and i'm like over here going hey guys uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah we 
basically, I'm primarily in sales and uh, making sure that the technical operations. A couple of years ago, we did an I do and I don't, because you can only make so many decisions by committee before it just becomes laborious, and and you have to have enough trust in your partner to know that you know we all have the best interests of the business at heart. And so they would, BJ, and you know the technical side would start having conversations and. Like, okay, we need to do this because of these 50 technical things. And I like, I, I trust that you guys are going to make the best decision because I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to mm-hmm. come back over here to my QuickBooks file and do my thing because you lost me about a half an hour ago. This is not the best use of my time. Uh, so I we did this. We did an I do and I don't. Like, this is what I'm responsible for. This is what you're responsible for. And we will collaborate and, and make the big decisions. But we both can stay in our own lanes and do you think that that's helped you guys yes yeah i mean we've i've i'm the same way like i find like you know it is there are and there are times i think as a couple that owns and operates a business together it's always they're always going to be places where it's a little bit muddy and it's a little bit like oh, oh and you know but i think a lot of times when you know how to work well together and your relationship reflects that from you know home life to work life and you can say i know that I'm the spender and she's the saver. So that's always going to be, and and that's why we work well together because I would buy every single thing I see. And she says, no, you can't buy every single thing you see. Here's your allowance for this week. It's not an allowance. I, 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 I did say, I was listening to a couple of the podcasts and I was talking to Sarah. I'm like, I feel like they might be us just a little bit. Like there's a strong, you know, I'm like, I'm definitely like, Oh, Hey, I can make money using this. And Sarah's like, no, we should probably save a little bit. You and I'm like, this room. Three of those in the other room. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Do Is you it, really need another camera? Do you really need another camera? No. Yeah, I do. I do need another camera. But I'm definitely right? a high now, C. See, this man gets it. This man gets the struggle. <laughs> I'm definitely a high C on the um on the disc profile. Like, okay, come to me with the, with your pros and cons and why you need it, and we'll talk about That's it there. So funny. <laughs> your business justification for this purchase. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm a lot better at uh, double. Uh, coming with a plan now than I used to be. But I think that's 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 really good. Like that's how we've now it all it, it is that way for our business too. And it's great for home because it's really put us in a place financially personally that we're comfortable, but it's also good to help our business grow because I don't buy things or I don't think of things willy-nilly anymore. I have to have, you know, in order to be able to sell it to her, there has to be value built into it and there has to be a reason. And so I think it's it's helped me balance in that sense of, you know, 20 year ago, Craig would have gone and just purchased every single, well, at that time it was probably CDs and records or whatever. Uh, I feel that. The the things I want now seem to be more expensive than they were back then too. But, but I think that that's, that's a good balance in your relationship is when you're able to look at each other and go, okay, I know that she's good for me because of these reasons. So what I'm hearing is Craig and BJ shouldn't be hanging out together too much. (laughs) (laughs) They'll be buying all of the fun gadgets. Yes. But we'll have fun gadgets. What do you guys think owning a business has given you in life? What do you think that as instead of working for somebody else, being together in a business has provided your family? It's a whole different element, especially from uh, from what I was doing before. Like I was doing shift work at a hospital, which I loved um, and I was good at it. And so working them concurrently was like two different sides of my personality. Um, but there is not as much freedom and flexibility in that schedule. Uh, like if I'm working at the hospital and my kid gets sick, well, 
I'm, I'm here taking care of a, a person that's, I worked in an ICU. So okay. uh, like, I can't just up and leave. Um, and so, but here at the office, if something really went down, I could say, you know, okay, well guys, see you tomorrow. I'll be back, you know, and I can, and leave if I need to. There's also the flexibility and oh, we love to travel. Um, and so we are able to schedule in um, vacations around conferences or around, you know, stuff like that. So there is definitely more flexibility. Uh, there's also the, the other side of that coin where you can't just leave, you can't clock out. And, you know, so we do some of our best work on vacation, at least we did before we have children. It's, it's uh, and COVID like, this whole being stuck at home thing has just been for the birds, man. I'm, we were not, we're, I think the year before, I think in 2019, we uh, did a little bit of math and we were gone at some kind of like vacation or conference for like almost five weeks that year, six weeks that year. And it was just like, and then to be not go anywhere for a, like the last year has just been. Mm-hmm. I think we're failing that too. We're, we're definitely feeling that too. Yeah. 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 I'm not a good stuck at home person. So <laughs> well, I think we're finding out that neither are we. And it's, and it definitely makes it, it definitely makes it challenging and it makes it challenging from a focus side too, to just be able to show up every day and perform at your, you know, your peak when you don't get those breaks. And even those, when you do get those breaks, you're still in your house looking around going, Oh, I should be doing these things. I think the shoulds is what is what really gets you. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you guys think? What do you hope that your kids will see in learn from you guys by working together we were talking a little bit about like how do you raise children to be grateful and have a strong work ethic when you're at a place where you can provide for them really well mm-hmm. because we both came from places where both of our parents were pretty relatively low income and so it's just it's it's we're trying to figure out how to do things well for them without enabling and uh I mean, as far as what I want them to see, I mean, I want to see two people that are, you know, wildly passionately in love with each other that are out there killing things and dragging them home and having a great time doing it. Like, and hopefully like see the, it want to do it as well. Like, I mean, I want, I want to have something that's worthy of being passed on. That, that's perfect. Yeah. I, and I think that that challenge with giving them too much because you can is hard too. Cause we, I think we, we talk about that, that all the time. Like they have so many toys and it's like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, because we can afford it. I don't necessarily want to buy them it just because we can, like we didn't have any of this kind of stuff when we were kids. But they, the, a lot of the reasoning when you're growing up, if you, grew up without tons of money is, you know, well, we can't afford that. Uh, so, you know, we're not, you can save your money, your birthday money, or you can, you know, mow a lawn or whatever. I mean, earn it, but you learn that work ethic mm-hmm. by doing that. And you learn delayed gratification and you learn the value of money and all that kind of stuff. And when you're in a place where you can afford it, then you can't, you don't fall back on that. Well, we can't afford it, you know, type, you have to have type an reasoning. conversation with your child and, and like, and, and have a reason for it. You can't just, no. you, we're not buying it because we don't need it. Or you already have those, or and we have right. tons of hand-me-downs. Uh, we have family in the area and, and kids that are cousins that are older than our kids. And so we get tons of hand-me-downs, which is an absolute blessing. It has saved us so much money. Um, and, and, but after <laughs> like amazing. two and three children, it, stuff just kind of collects because there's a few new things with each kid. And so we have a lot of toys and we have a lot of clothes and, and, you know, teaching them the value of this is totally non-business related. I just, I just digress. Okay. But, um, 
Teaching. Sort of the married with a business part. Teaching them the value of taking care of your things, even though we have, I saw it to my mom, I was like, we don't have a problem of want, we have a problem of excess. And mm-hmm. how do you teach kids to take good care of it? Like we have to take good care of it so we don't break it because once we break it, it goes away. But there's another one in the cupboard, you know, and it's, so it's like, it's, it's figuring out how to navigate that scene. Right. And we've been talking a lot with our boys about, okay, well, you know, if you're not, if you're done with it, let's pass it on to somebody who really does need it. Cause you guys have so many things, you know, let's take five things from the playroom and pass them on to somebody who can benefit from it better than you can. So yeah, I think that we struggle with that too. Sometimes, you know, I have that, I don't want them to feel like mommy's working all the time so that I'm overcompensating with stuff and trying to find that, that weird balance between teaching them that work ethic. Our boys did this year learn that if they have money, they can buy things on their own. So that was a really good experience. And if you didn't, let's, let's get the chore chart up. You can earn some money and, you know, there'll be, if you really want those sneakers with wheels, those Heelys, you can uh, pay for it yourself. Yep. And we do the whole envelope system with them. So we do the whole, you know, save, spend, give. So it's, it's been, it's been really good. We ask all of everybody who's on the show to, to give us one resource, uh, if it's a book or a video or something that has, you know, sort of helped you as a business owner, as a couple, um, what's something that, you know, has really landed with you guys? Uh, so one thing that has been instrumental to us, uh, because we have opposite personalities, uh, and, you know, for the first few years of running our business, we did it all on our own. And, you know, you get to know people and you get to know the people who have run their business as a married couple for a long time, and you can ask them for advice and stuff. Uh, a couple of years ago, we started working with um, a business counselor, Ish. That sounds kind of funny, but like, um, <laughs> I should say business therapist, but, um, but somebody who can be, ha- provide accountability so that uh, things that are, we are trying to solve in our business and um, maybe conflicts that we're having in our business that are normal as business partners and decisions that have to be made with differing opinions those types of things do not come into our marriage. Mm -hmm. And having that third party uh, business accountability before we were meeting with him every month and we would set goals. Okay. This is where the trajectory that we're going for the month. We'd meet for an hour every month. And then like six months ago, we started doing half an hour weekly check-ins. Okay. This is where we're at. This is what we said we were going to get accomplished. This is the hard conversation that we're going to have with the employee, you know, and then the next week it would, we knew that he was going to check in and say, did you do what you say you were going to do? Did you have that hard conversation? Did you, you know, establish that policy? Did you have the conversation with the client? Uh, And we knew that he was going to be checking in and the progress that we have made in the last 18 months versus periods prior to that has been phenomenal. And uh, the, the place that we are now is so much different than we were then. And it hasn't become a point of contention between BJ and I, because we're making the decisions together and somebody else is holding us accountable. Uh, and we know that he will both hold us equally accountable. We but can be angry not, with him rather than each other. It's been fantastic. It's <laughs> not me harping on BJ to do something that's not his strong point. And it's not, I'm the stronger personality. So BJ doesn't harp on me very often. Um, but you know, it's not, we are an equal playing ground and somebody else is holding us. We are still holding each other accountable, but there's a, a interested third party who is also, and will call us on our, on our, 
you know, foolishness. Drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's really important. It oh. has been such a blessing for us. Well, it's, it's really helped me uh, formalize and clarify my thoughts a lot because like, I'll be like, Sarah, we need to do this thing because blah, 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 blah whatever. And I'll come up with like, it just come out of the blue and Sarah's like, wait, wait, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm just like, I don't understand how, like, okay, I know, like, I, I can see the vision in my head, but I'm not sure how to clarify it into, like, good, clear words that I can tell Sarah. Um, so I'll be like, hey, Daryl, um, what about this? Like, I'm trying to, like, get this point across. And then he'll bring it up during the meeting. And Sarah's like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I don't know. It's, it's helped having that outside um accountability for us for sure and it had to be for both of us because like when we were doing el it was like i was the only one in mastermind and so like it was always this like oh it's it's my thing it's my thing and it's it's hard to have like bring that outside accountability to both partners if you're not in the same group basically yeah Yeah. so it's also helped as a resource like because you're not going to know everything. Like there's no way that you can, even when you've been in business for long periods of time, there are always people that have the employee experience or the HR experience, you know, those kinds of experiences. And you're not going to know it all, but to have a person that you could go to and and say, well, what about this? We don't know what to do. And we're just kind of banging our heads against the wall because we haven't come up against the situation before. You've been in business 20 years longer than we have. What's your perspective? And because you've been in business for so much longer, you also know more people. And so even if you can't answer the question, you have a resource that you can send us to. And that has been invaluable as well, because especially with state labor laws and policies and employee handbooks and legal questions. And is this a great liability? You know, all these kinds of questions, like you don't know it until you've been in the situation and you don't know if it's a good decision or bad decisions because you've never done it before. And having that resource to be able to ask those questions to has been very helpful to us as well. Yeah. To be a hundred percent transparent, that's one of the reasons we love doing this podcast is that we talk to other couples who live the same things that we're living all the time. And so it's it, not only is it great for us to say, Hey, we're not alone. Like it's nice to hear that, but it's also nice in the sense of like, sometimes somebody will say something and we'll be like, Oh, that's a great idea. We should yeah, start. We've gotten some, got some great resources. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah, BJ, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about ETOP Technology and how people can find you. Sure. Um, so ETOP Technologies, uh, we're a managed service IT provider. Uh, so basically, we handle from help desk to uh, your CIO needs. Uh, we're a small team based in Southern California. We really focus on the uh, the grand name for a small place uh, or Inland Empire. Basically, it's two counties, uh, Southern California, uh, really focused into like uh, professional services and manufacturing distribution. You search ETOP technology, we come up all over the place. We have a pretty big YouTube channel. We have a, uh, it's easy to find us on our website, all sorts of things, etoptechnology.com. So we, awesome. we're, we're, we're IT guys. <laughs> awesome. We appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, it means a lot to us. And I uh, hope you guys have a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So that was a great time. Might have been a little too much fun, I think. I think we'll be talking to them again soon. <laughs> well, you know what? It's kind of funny because I think in a lot of ways, their relationship 
uh, business wise, whatever you, however you want to look at it, their relationship mirrors ours in a lot of ways. Right. Well, and I think the fact that we met through the Entree Leadership website helps because I think that there are a lot of the people in the that group have similar business lifestyles, those kind of things. Yeah, share a lot of the same values and have the same sort of ideals. Definitely. I thought it was really interesting. Um, they talked a lot about in in their relationship and in their business relationship about accountability. Right. Yeah. And how sometimes we need to have outside help with our accountability. Definitely. It's one of those things. And, and we recommend it for anybody. If it's a group like Entree Leadership that we use, if it's a, a personal business coach that's more one on one, having some of that 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 third party accountability, somebody that will kind of help keep you in line is always helpful. Well, like Gina and Austin talked about last on the last episode, you know, helping couples who work together work through their communication sometimes is really one of the biggest roadblocks that they have. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, keep that in mind. I thought that was a really good tip that they gave is like having that, how much having that third person, you know, accountability partner uh, has really helped them. I also liked how Sarah talked about how every year they get a little bit more structure and standardization because I feel like that's how our business has been too. And continues to be we did a workshop yesterday where we kind of talked about what's working what's not and you know we came up with a new process to add to help clarify communication with our clients you know and a little bit more standardization a little bit more okay we're going to do this every time and hopefully that's going to help our clients be a little bit more clear on where we're coming from well and it's kind of fun being the nerd that you are that you keep like every document saved on a computer for all times and after we did that exercise yesterday you pulled up an old document from I think 2004 where we took notes about what we want to do and grow the business and they were you know such bigger picture things then and now we're able to you know now that we've accomplished a lot of those things that we talked about almost 20 years ago you know it's allowed us to start picking apart the minute things that to repair in the business yeah it was a three-year goal plan and so funny because like our our three-year goal things are so much more detailed now but literally the top thing was get allison added to all of the bank accounts and financial institutions right and we think about that now and it's just so mind-blowing about right? you know that so it was really great talking to sarah and bj if you get a chance check them out etoptechnology.com they've got a great youtube page Page, a lot of information. And if you're in the Inlands area, give them a call. Check them out for sure. Hey, Craig, what have you been listening to this week? You know, it's funny. I, I kind of started going back and re-listening to a book that I love that I listened to over a year, maybe two years ago on audible.com, a book called Shoe Dogs, which is the story behind Nike. It's the story of Phil Knight. It's kind of like his autobiography, you know, of, of everything about starting Nike from a garage all the way up to making it the giant corporation that it was and and sort of everything in between. You should definitely check it out. It's a really great like motivational, you know, book about thinking about not only how, you know, you can grow your business and the potential that your business has, but also how you can help out, you know, with people and other things and and growing the idea of being philanthropic and all of that as well. So check it out, Shoe Dogs. It's on audible.com and we'll give you a free 30 days of Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. You get a free 30 days on us. Just go to audibletrial.com slash 
Biz Married. Well, thanks for listening to us this week. Yeah, everybody. Thanks for listening to us this week. Remember, you can find us online. You can like and share us. Look for us on Instagram, on Twitter. It's at Biz Married. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Married with a Business. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you.